0: Everybody, welcome back to the show. We are Jack's favorite podcast. This is Reservations. I'm Jeremy Blair, and I'm like,
1: <laughs> way to way to go. Especially yeah, after I literally just told you I was going to do a bit, yeah, and I completely forgot it. Yeah
0: was it was it going to be like oh, no? I am Jack.
1: Okay. It wasn't going to be that. It was going to be something. I was really proud of it. I was like, dude, Jeremy's going to be so proud of me. Yeah,
0: and It'd be the first time ever. That'd be ever. I know.
1: Yeah, you know. It's not like it, uh, no one else tells me that. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Son of a bitch. If I could it'll it'll hit me as I'm editing the episode and be like, "Oh fuck."
0: Can I tell you something so this is completely off topic. Uh we're we're, we're going to get into fight club in a minute. Um, but yesterday, uh-huh. uh I had gotten an email at work and I I didn't like it because it was it was another department giving me something that they should have checked to send to a different one because I don't do this right, uh-huh. And I said out loud God do your job Josh Which is I told you from Warrior Which is where right. I say constantly And uh-huh. so I'm like God do your job Josh Did you someone know? say anything? No I'm in alone in my office so. Alone
1: with your, just your thoughts
0: <laughs> Yeah just my thoughts Well actually okay So <laughs> shout out To uh, this new podcast I found uh, uh-huh. This was over the weekend uh, Haley and I were driving back um, from Lubbock, I was there to visit my dad and to, uh, visit, um, uh, Zach and his wife, Kinsley, cause their little daughter, Lila, turned one. Um, so anyway, but, uh, we were driving back and she was sleepy. Okay. And so you guys were talking about the Diatlov pass, uh, thing, right?
1: Haley brought that up. Yeah. I yeah. was just kind of like, what?
0: Right. And I didn't know what it was. And so I said, I told her before you go to sleep. Find it for me. Find me a podcast for it. And so she uh, pulled up. It's called Supernatural. Not to be confused with, damn it, Sammy. Uh, Supernatural. Sam! Sam! Sammy! Uh, not to be confused with that. <laughs> um, it, it's just called Super. It's a, from Parcast, which is a uh-huh. Spotify thing. Okay. Uh, but they're on Apple Podcasts, at least Supernatural is. And it's amazing. I'm obsessed. So I haven't been listening to my music in my office. I've been listening to this podcast.
1: So do, are they kind of... For, like, a week. I don't want to say, like, us, but, like, I'm assuming each episode is, like, a different...
0: Oh, no, they're way better than us. So. <laughs> Although, I'm, um, what I'm saying
1: is it's not like a series kind it's of a thing. It's a
0: different story every week. Okay. Um, some of them are uh, ghost-related. Some of them are alien-related, which I'm not... I believe there are aliens, but I don't believe they're as prevalent on Earth as people think they are. Okay, they, uh, have you uh, not um,
1: seen the man who created Facebook? Dude, he <laughs> comes from some kind of lizard people,
0: <laughs> which is not an alien. It's a lizard person. It's completely different. It doesn't um, mean he's not from alien. And so I, yeah, you know, so I don't believe that, that. But anyway, I still listen to those anyway. And then there are like. Um, Exorcism stories, but they also have like conspiracy and mythical stories. Okay. And like unexplained things, like the Dyatlov uh, Pass uh, incident. So that was really really cool. So shout out to Parcast and shout out to uh, Supernatural because that was, uh, yeah, we'll, was we'll dope We'll
1: put a we'll put a link in the description of the uh, probably the YouTube video because if we put links in the podcast description, you can't click them. That's so. weird.
0: Um, and also, uh, my buddy. I ran into my buddy Will. Uh, this week and he is starting his own business uh with coffee and uh, will wheaton yeah Will, <laughs> my buddy will stewart he um back in town we actually went to high school with him for a while um because he had moved never. but uh, he's starting his own little coffee uh business and he's going to give us some information to give a shout out but this leaves me this leaves me to this if you guys are starting something uh, trying to get a business off the ground. We don't have very many listeners, but let us know and we'll talk about it. So no uh, yeah. <laughs> no no payment required.
1: 30, 30 seconds uh your yeah. business name here.
0: I like I like supporting like our friends and stuff. Also, so, also to, um, you
1: know, that's why Ashley and I try to support local business as much yeah. as we can. So
0: if you guys are starting something or wanting to give something off the ground, get the word out We have at least two Two. yeah, (laughs) listeners. Uh, At least two. One of them's me. And just to make sure it sounds okay. And that I don't sound like an idiot. uh, And let us know. And we'll talk about it um, on the podcast. So for sure. Yeah. So anyway, that's my stuff.
1: Yeah, and I don't have anything to talk about.
0: Okay, great. So, Fight Club. <laughs> so,
1: Fight Club.
0: Okay, so I know you didn't want to say it on mic, but I'm about oh to make God.
1: You. I, I should have told, you. I should have waited till we were done.
0: You have to tell me. So You have to tell the audience what so you just audience, told me. Uh,
1: as I mentioned in our last week episode, uh, Palm Springs, I said that I hadn't seen Fight Club in a while, which was a lie, uh, because I didn't want Jeremy judging me that I actually... haven't seen fight club wow um because i have seen clips i've seen scenes uh in passing like i know when it came out on uh, i believe dvd for the first time Mm -hmm. i know my mom rented it and this happened in passing to see a couple of things but i've never actually sat and watched it i've watched breakdowns of it but never actually you know and i and i know the main you know, the main things that everyone knows. The, the rules of Fight Club. Yeah, 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 That Tyler Durden isn't real. Spoilers. Oh, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> but, yes. Today, uh, I um, I watched it on my lunch break. Uh, and uh, It's a
0: really long lunch break. <laughs> I'm well,
1: just kidding. I'm just giving you a hard time. I'll tell you more about that off mic. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, anyway. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I loved it. I mean, of course, of course. I did, because... Uh, as we did with Zodiac, I love David Fincher. Yeah. I think he is an amazing director, and especially this being only his
0: second, third. Uh, I would say third or fourth because he had. Because I, I know he did that. People forget about Alien Three, which was not his fault. <laughs> not Everyone his fault. Went. Not he
1: his fault. Tried his hardest because uh, I knew that was his directorial debut. Yeah, and, and it wasn't was, his fault. And there
0: was seven, and then. Yeah, and then I think it was Fight Club. I, I yeah, think that might so, be Yeah, so,
1: I mean, for a
0: third outing
1: as a director, you know, uh, he knocked it out of the park, as he always does. I, I uh, Maybe it goes seven and then... You know, it doesn't It I, doesn't matter. What does <laughs> matter is this movie's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, I loved it. Um, the, you know, as we've sort of talked about on Zodiac, uh, Fincher's use of CGI is... Oh, yeah. insane in the especially in this movie.
0: Yeah, this one has a very unique use of CGI and some really cool tricks that, you know, obviously in 2021 it still looks like CGI, but you know, it, like the, but it looks the pulling, great, though. pulling the camera out of the trash can. Oh yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's a cool shot and you know, it's all CGI. Uh, and of course the beginning stuff um, uh, his, for the uh, title cards,
1: his apartment exploding. Yep. Cause I just recently learned about that one that that whole sequence with CGI wasn't practical. And even
0: just the um, the moving around the apartment and it, you know, having the catalog overlays mm-hmm. and stuff, it's pretty cool. I mean it's Oh yeah. And I don't know how you watched it. You watched it on I watched it. I watched it on my computer. Okay. So um The the Blu-ray does a very interesting thing And I don't know if you've even heard of this Uh Uh, But when the Blu-ray starts It pulls up the menu for Never Been Kissed first Uh, The Drew Barrymore movie Really? Yeah, and then it glitches and then it goes to Fight Club
1: That's fucking funny And then it's the
0: menu for Fight Club Well,
1: because, and we should uh, give the audience a little hint Because I'm sure we'll get into it This movie is uh, very anti-consumerism It is, it's anti-consumerism But but in in and of itself It a capitalist product.
0: I am wearing a Spy
1: Club shirt right
0: now, <laughs> and I did that on purpose because because the movie is and the the story is so anti-capitalist and mm-hmm. consumerist. I'm wearing a product that has Spy Club on it, yes. so um, which is you know it's part of the joke, right? Right. Because uh, this whole movie is not to be taken seriously. No. And so let's let's go ahead and preface everything by. Don't be like Tyler. Don't be like Tyler. Durden. God, I can't wait to see the levels on that. Um, I, I think you know. I wrote it at the very end of my notes, but there were a lot of of guys out there wanting to emulate Tyler Durden, and that's really? the complete opposite of what the the story is trying to uh, get through your head. Is you don't want to be like Tyler. Durden. Yeah, and no. You yeah, know,
1: you don't want to pretty much say fuck the world.
0: Yeah, you know it's. Anyway, so let's let's go ahead and jump yes, into it. Um, Jer- I was just
1: about to say Jeremy, why don't you start us off? Sure.
0: Um wow. So Fight Club. Let's let's go ahead and just talk about the overall story in the the film first and then we can talk about because I, I did a lot of um, review research on this one. Before we go
1: on, did I I cuz I actually like hearing how Haley reacts did she watch the oh, movie with you no she did not oh okay no 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 uh, she
0: did not watch the movie with me although i don't think she would hate this one I, you know it's
1: yeah i i mean i don't know i just i just love hearing about what what she has to say about it yeah. but anyway
0: go on so this movie and this story is very unique in which you can take the twist out of the movie and it's still a really compelling story. Oh, absolutely! And I think it's because the author Chuck um, <laughs> Future Rain put that in post. <laughs> yep, put that in post. Fix that. Um, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so the the author didn't realize he could make them one person until two thirds of the way through writing the book. Really? And so, in doing so, it adds an extra layer. To the story, but he was already writing a compelling story to begin with. Yeah, absolutely. Even if there were the even if there were two separate people, it's still a very compelling story. Which is I think what makes Spy Club so great and so rewatchable. And it doesn't it's not like watching no offense, an Imnight Shyamalan movie where the <laughs> whole thing Is b- one big twist. Is one big twist, right? It's it's sort of being held together by the twist and once you know it, you know it. I think the only exceptions would be uh, the Sixth Sense has lots to offer, and of course, Unbreakable is amazing. And that's my favorite M Night Shyamalan movie. Hmm?
1: Not, not split though. No, um, but the twist. But the twist in Split care. is that it's connected to Unbreakable. I don't care. That was the twist. I don't care. Um, okay. Well, if you want a reference of how M Night focuses solely on his twists, uh, reference Glass. Glass should have been the best of this trilogy that he had created, starting with Unbreakable, then Split, and Glass just.
0: Yeah, I agree. Anyway, so uh, so yeah, so I mean that, that's where this story starts being interesting is that it's not being held together by a twist, right? Yeah. The twist is sort of like a oh. But right.
1: um but I will I will add this though. If you go into the movie like how I did, even though you know the twist, mm-hmm. you can actually pick up clues yes. that something is off. About, uh, you know, they forgot to give him a name. So let's just call him Edward Norton.
0: There is the narrator is what he's called in <laughs> everything. So it we'll us call him the narrator. But in it's sort of interesting you bring that up. Because I didn't really see anything about that writing process for him. But the author, what he must have done, because I don't, can't pronounce his last name. I'm not calling him Chuck. I don't know him personally. But, um, just call him Chuck. I'm not going to. So, just call him C man. You know what? CP. <laughs> so CP. Um... When when he was writing and realized he can make them one person, I wonder if he went back, because there are still clues in the book, too. I was listening to the book, and there I was going to ask you clues. if you were
1: able to finish the book before we did no, this. No, ah.
0: no, but there are clues in there still, right? That
1: show you that they're the same person.
0: Yeah, that you can go back and be like, ah, same person, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder if he had to go back and add those things in later. Um, I mean, just to leave little breadcrumbs to say I that would, the same person, or if it was just a complete coincidence, and then he's just like, hey, that kind of lines up. I, which I doubt. I say
1: it's a fifty-fifty shot, you know, because most authors, I mean, I'm not going to speak for most authors, but I'm sure most authors, like when they get done with a certain section of the book, they're like, all right, I'm, gonna, I'm moving on. But I also would believe that he'd be like, oh, now I can make them one person. Okay, right. I gotta, I gotta give go back. Yeah.
0: I gotta give people clues. Yeah, which I mean whatever but, um, but anyway
1: yeah uh i just wanted to add that because i i do agree that take the twist out that tyler durden and the narrator are the same person the movie is still it is still great you know yeah. uh, the performances are fantastic so
0: yeah and most of the dialogue and narration is taken from the book verbatim uh there's but, a lot of that is in there that is verbatim.
1: Because David Fincher is the man.
0: Yeah, he even begins the same way with the, the gun in his mouth and Tyler, you know, yeah. about to set the bombs off, right? And even the explanation of, you know, sort of just jumping right in, mm. you know, uh, which seems sort of disorienting when you watch the film because you're like, whoa, 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 what is happening right now? And
1: now everyone copies
0: that. Yeah, because that's how the book starts, right? Mm. Um, which great CGI in that as well. Um, yeah,
1: I. Yeah. I was trying to figure out where it was starting from. And then when it comes out and you see like the bead of sweat going down his forehead, I was yeah. like, Oh, we're, we were inside of him. Yeah.
0: We were in his head. Right. <laughs> um, Which should have been a clue that something's, have been a clue. Uh, something's off. I about think th- my favorite clue is the payphone. The payphone is um, my favorite clue because um, when, when it rings, um, you can see the payphone next to it
1: mm-hmm.
0: that says no incoming phone calls. Oh, shit. I
1: could miss that.
0: And so that's one of my favorite clues is that it's not ringing, right? Mm. And he's just picking it up. Um, and the phone number that Tyler gives him is his phone number. Oh. Yeah, on the card. Um, it's his home phone number, which you see... Very, or, yeah, very, yeah, very. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that is his fun. So those those little subtle things that if you're not like really glued to the screen and really paying attention, you're not going to get right. Right. Um, of course, the, the 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 verbal clues from the narrator. Um, sometimes Tyler speaks for me. Um, I know this because Tyler knows this. You know those sort of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like. Anyway, anyway. So, um, some of my favorite narration of all time. Is oh, this. and I
1: was going to say, like, this is probably one of your favorite things as we've talked about. You love direct to camera narration.
0: I do. And I I just like, you know, I like the rhythm and I like the dialogue. So I, I like all of it, right? Yeah. Um, it's sort of fast and it's, you know, uh, I don't know. I just, I really like the cadence of the rhythm and whatever.
1: Especially during the whole uh, projectionist mm-hmm. sequence. Yeah. yeah. Love that.
0: Yeah. Um, and of course we later find out these are his jobs Yeah Which is why you know so much about him um, So in the book The narrator and Tyler meet on a nude beach While he's on vacation
1: Ah, oh, okay Isn't
0: that interesting? That is interesting um, And it sort of plays with the homoeroticism Of the film as well Or of the story Okay As well, I think um, There's a lot to dive in there Later Okay <laughs> So I guess we could r- truly begin because <laughs> we really we've been skating around it. I guess. Um, let's talk about Edward Norton. Okay. Edward Norton is fresh off of American okay, History X. I was supposed to say American History X. Had to lose all that muscle because uh, my man was jacked. Who was shredded. Yeah. Playing that Nazi. You can't. You can't be shredded if you're the narrator that's that's not how it works you gotta be you gotta be an everyman
1: right yeah you you know you you need to be relatable
0: yeah and they had to like they had to cover all of the swastika tattoos Um, that's not true they're not really
1: (laughs) Could you imagine if he had gone that deep?
0: <laughs> I got him for real.
1: The, they'd be like, Ed, no, no, you don't have to do this. No, no, it's okay.
0: It's okay. It's okay it's Future it's okay. episode, by the way. American History uh, X? Not this season, of course. Uh, not for me, anyway. Another movie I haven't, uh, never seen. Oh, it's really
1: good. Um, I am aware. Everyone tells me it's very oh, good. It's very
0: good. Okay. So, <laughs> I like that we set up, um, that he deals with his insomnia, which essentially comes out of nowhere yeah they don't explain how it came about or why he has it but he just can't sleep and he goes to these the, the the grief and the the counseling groups
1: yeah it's almost like he needs to feel the support groups. in order to go to sleep
0: yeah he needs to cry to go to sleep yeah right um and what i love that david fincher does is the flashes of tyler um yeah In the first few minutes of the film In Mm. those scenes Um, I I just I I can't get enough of that
1: Yeah implying that He's creeping in Yes that the more It's almost like the more uh, Ed Has a hard time going to these groups The more Tyler is gonna Not really gain control But he's gonna become uh, Fully present
0: and what really sets him off is
1: Marla. Mar- uh <laughs> Helen Bonham Carter no. who I've never seen I wouldn't say in a role like this cuz she's played weird characters like Marla before but I don't know this uh, weird characters in a Tim Burton film versus this is it was completely oh, different really different you yeah. know uh which which I love. I I think Helen Bonham Carter is a very Underrated actress. Yep. I think people only see her as, you know, the Tim Burton girl. Yeah,
0: M- Ms. Tim Burton. Ms. But, well, now, well ex- former
1: Ms. Tim Burton. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I would say everyone needs to watch this movie now. And you can really well, see. Well, everybody has. Well, right. Everyone should, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yes. Um, yeah, and then Marla throws everything out of whack.
0: Yeah, and of course, that's sort of implied that Marla is the reason he snaps essentially
1: the reason why tyler becomes fully present yeah which i i was laughing so hard how how offended he was that she's going to all of these meetings (laughs) and she's not even sick and i'm like dude you're not even sick
0: and i think that's what so i saw uh, i was reading this review um Mm. and they called it a molasses black comedy um that's how dark it is uh, right and oh. I, I love that okay, for, okay this is a tangent but I love that molasses can can also be used for dark because you know they use it for slow uh-huh. imagine imagine a really slow film that's also just so dark in tone that's double the molasses right because <laughs> we're Is slow like molasses But it's also dark like molasses Anyway um, I like that (laughs) molasses And I don't
1: like you I don't like that you whispered that
0: Molasses is so versatile In terms (laughs) of uh, analogy And so I really like that So kudos to whoever wrote that review I probably have your name written down On my paper So we'll get to you later Uh, But anyway So this movie is hilarious It Uh, truly is In a very dark
1: way It shouldn't be as funny as it is But it is Well
0: here's Here's the deal it is supposed to be that funny. And that's, that's sort of the whole thing. Right. Is it's a satire on, um, on this sort of anarch, anarchist, um, sort of way of thinking this, this, uh, over, it's also a satire on what they hate, right? Which Mm -hmm. is consumerism, capitalism, masculinity, all that stuff.
1: Yeah. Cause, um, you know, by one of the, one of the big things and, uh, I'll for the YouTube video. I'll have like a little icon right now Ooh. for a video that I've talked. To, I've talked about this channel on the podcast a lot. Aliens guy, they did a kind of a breakdown of this, and they talk about how you know the materialism in the film is a way for them to buy their identities instead of forming one on their own. Yeah, it's you know as he as. Edward Norton says You know If I saw A yin yang table I, I just gotta have it
0: Because it uh, It would know. look good yeah. Well not only that But he goes uh, You know what, what Was it What coffee table Reflects my personality Or something like that You yeah. know what I mean It's it's that sort of Like I want My Unique personality To be portrayed Through All of these Intellectual properties Right <laughs> You know what I mean Yeah It's individuality Through Consumerism mm-hmm. um, Which is to. But that's, um, that's, the, that's their point, right? Right,
1: yeah. Yeah, and and uh, man, David Fincher does such a great job showing that, especially yeah. with, as you're talking about with as we're going through his apartment and everything is popping up, but with the prices. Yeah, of course. Now, I have been to Ikea, and I am very impressed that Edward Norton knew how to pronounce all that stuff because me and
0: Ashley were like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, a buddy of mine know ah, Those The
0: Swedes! He, Oh, they get it.
1: A buddy of mine, Noe, uh, really likes a Swedish metal band called In Flames, and uh, he was texting me, and he was like, "He was like, yeah, man, I, I, went to IKEA. I was like, oh, how'd you like it? He was like, it was really hard to pronounce things. All the Swedish things I've learned is from In Flames. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's
0: that's not a that's, good, that's two
1: different things, my man.
0: It's not a Rosetta Stone, man. That's that's not gonna give you <laughs> the 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 phonics you need.
1: (laughs) Anyway. But anyway, yeah. uh, But I'm sure probably because Edward Norton, they probably taught him how to say that. Maybe. But anyway, uh, but yeah. And I love that his entire apartment is also fully furnished by Ikea. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Which, not really a tangent, but speaking of Ikea, uh, my mom and Scott's first apartment in Austin was also decked out by Ikea. Ikea. Because... There's only one IKEA in Texas, and it's in Austin.
0: Yeah, I've been to IKEA once, and it was that one.
1: Yeah, dude. Uh, it's cool though. Yeah. Uh, sure. The it's the, disorienting. I don't like the meal that Ashley and I had there because they have a full fledged restaurant. Uh, oh, the meatballs. Yeah, we yeah we got the Swedish meatballs <laughs> and the lingonberry sauce. Of course, uh, was dope. <laughs> anyway, but it, Yeah, So his 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 identity is built out from his possessions right. rather than I don't want to say living life, but no, essentially but... gaining his personality through experiences.
0: Yeah. And um, the whole point I think of what Tyler's mission truly is, is to um, shut down everything mm-hmm. that way people can be individuals. Right. Right. Um, start everyone off at the same level right? right that way we can truly see how people are right right yeah so <laughs> anyway uh it's a, little, it's a little far uh but that get we'll get into that sort of crazy trajectory that the film takes later but
1: yeah because the film uh goes off on that that dirt road very quickly it
0: does yeah
1: because you're it's slow burn and there's just like
0: let's talk about marla for a little bit more because Marla, uh, yeah. Marla uh, as a character, is very interesting because, again, she's sort of this, sort of a love interest, right? But also, yeah. what we believe is our main character, the narrator, you know, it drives him insane, right? Yeah. So she really does hate her.
1: She's almost right? an antagonist at the same time.
0: Yeah, she's she's both. Right? Yeah. Um, unknowingly for the same person.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, she knows. Is the same person. He he just thinks that uh, you know, which I have so many questions about, but we'll get there. Okay. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. To him, to Edward Norton, she's an antagonist.
0: Yeah, and Marla is sort of like she is a very unique individual. She is her own person, right? Mm-hmm. So, in the context of the film. And what the characters are trying to achieve, she's pretty much the end result. That's what they want people to be themselves, right? Right. I love that she just she just does whatever she wants. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite bits she does is takes the clothes out of the laundry and goes and sells them at that secondhand store. Yeah. Right. I love it. I just and you know just stopping in the middle of traffic and
1: yeah, because because uh, I think it's Edward Norton says because. She knows she'll die sometime, so she lives like she's about to.
0: Yeah,
1: and so just walks into traffic and doesn't
0: care, you know. Right, stealing those uh, those meals off the cart. stuff like that. Yeah, um, that I love. So, um, so she kicks us off by stopping his, you know, his uh, coming
1: into his testicular
0: cancer <laughs> support group. group. Right, Meatloaf, yeah. uh, great performance by Meatloaf.
1: Yes, uh, again, since I. Haven't seen the movie. I didn't realize he was in it, and I recognized him immediately. It was like, oh my God.
0: I was like, this is Meatloaf right there.
1: Uh and uh R.I.P. Bob. R.I.P. Bob. uh but yeah, dude. His uh, name was Robert Paulson. Anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, Robert Paulson. Robert Paulson. Um
1: Yeah. Uh <laughs> I wonder I wonder if when David fincher asked Meatloaf if he wanted to be in the movie, if Meatloaf was like, is there any singing? Because <laughs> uh if anyone doesn't know, when he did Rocky Horror, everyone wanted him to be in their movie, but they wanted him to sing. And he's right. like, yeah, even though I am a rock star, I would rather have my acting speak for itself. And they're like, yeah, but we want you to sing, though, man. And he's like, but not Fincher. Well, then I'm not doing that. And I bet Fincher was like, no, no, no. We're just going to put you in a, a chest the, fat suit. He
0: was the only one who could break, uh, what was it, the third or fourth rule, which is no shirts. Uh, because yeah. they couldn't take a shirt off because it was a fat suit. Okay. Yeah So uh, he was the only one That got to wear a shirt uh, For the fight scenes Yeah Um Okay So yeah. Once Marley gets in the picture um, We get to see what Edward Norton does for a living I just did it The narrator the <laughs> <laughs> We get to see what the narrator does for a living Which is fascinating to me
1: Yeah He assesses uh, Car crashes for We don't know what car company he works for A major one A major one Um I'm going to say it's Mitsubishi, because on his, <laughs> well, no, no, here, you know, here's my reason. Because right. on his card that he gives to Marla, I saw like a red logo. Okay. And Mitsubishi is the only one I know with the red logo. Could be Saturn. 90s though? I don't know. So. Well, uh it's 2000s. A major. No, major. it's probably Saturn. Anyway, yeah. So he assesses the, the wreck and pretty much assesses if um, the company needs to make a recall on these cars. Right. Uh, very morbid job because essentially valuing human lives in mm-hmm. dollar signs.
0: Exactly. Um, the book goes into a little more detail about what he does uh-huh. and and how all the math works. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they even give a few examples, uh, which That's is funny. Which is kind of cool. Um, the I really liked the the crash that he goes to. To examine is that is the charred car with the guy inside mm-hmm. uh, who is melted into, into the, the seat, seat. yeah but um this also may spark his uh, his soap thing as well because uh-huh. remember tyler introduced him to it but he's tyler so he had to get so you're, yeah so anyway um but this is where he meets tyler is on, on his plane ride uh home and first off, uh my buddy Kale has always said this. If we were ever that ripped, we would also cut the the bottom third of our shirts off so we you could see the V. And
1: the, that's what Tyler does. The cum
0: gutters. Alright. Um, wasn't gonna go there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, the cum gutters, you know what I mean? The the, the penis pointer. <laughs> the V. Um is, is, is what we would do. Well, yeah, man, because my man, my man Brad
1: Pitt uh, doesn't age, apparently, and has been ripped since the 90s. I mean, shit, even in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, my man is still... Oh, still
0: so ripped.
1: He's, still, he's <laughs> so jacked.
0: But, so, um, this film is so influential, and him specifically, because trainers i I, i've heard this so many times when people go to a personal trainer they go we can't give you the fight club brad pitt body (laughs) like that's the first like don't ask we can't do it yeah (laughs) he's different you know
1: brad pitt has no metabolism yeah and so he willed his body like that
0: you know which is so that's the power of this movie right yeah um that it's like, oh my god. And that's, of course, how ripped he is. Yeah. Like, Where we're just like, Jesus Christ, you yeah. know?
1: My man uh, my man got that superhero body
0: before superhero bodies was even a thing. But it's lean. Anyway. So, <laughs> big fan of the Fight Club Brad Pitt body. Brad,
1: Brad Pitt's probably watching this and he's like, thanks,
0: guys. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> hey, I'm going to leave them a comment. Thanks, so, guys. Oh, thanks, guys. Um, so, thanks, Brad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Brad, for giving us unrealistic
1: expectations to try to achieve. For thank you,
0: Bradley. Um, Bradley, he's Cuzzo. Thanks, Bradford. That anyway. was a
1: Macklemore reference. I just uh, and
0: you didn't uh, applaud. So uh, nope. I'm just gonna come with that. Jesus Christ.
1: So <laughs> so yeah. So he meets Tyler. Meets Tyler. Um, they have s- the same briefcase. Yeah, which should it also been should have triggered you like, huh? They have the same briefcase. They have the same briefcase. Um, but I gotta say If I ever met a salesman like this That was that slick Like This little soap Yeah I'd be like How much is it?
0: Yeah how much is uh, it? I'll, I will buy all of it right now Right now Yeah Let me get my wallet Let yeah. me
1: get my wallet uh, for, for that human fat soap
0: Yeah It's gotta be dope soap man It's gotta be like the best soap Yeah If it's human fat soap For um, sure <laughs> So yeah he has, he, has very, he has a very interesting career Sort of Yeah and he lives in a very interesting place. He lives on uh, this house on Paper Street, which is where the Soap Company gets its name from. Yes, Paper Street Soap Company. Um, and it's such an interesting house because obviously that's you know where the narrator lives, you know, essentially. Yeah. Right. Which he doesn't is, just come upon this place on accident.
1: Which you know, I want to get. I want to dedicate a part of the episode to talking about what the narrator is actually doing but we'll get there okay um yeah it is a very interesting house uh and i love that the basement is perpetually flooded
0: yeah Uh, and what i really love is the the isolation mm -hmm. of the house because um they get into it a little bit just by omission but they say at night they are completely alone half a mile in every direction right yeah in the book, it's there are factories that are operational during the day, so mm-hmm. it's only at night when they're completely isolated. Uh, but during the day, those factories are actually working factories okay. um, around the the house that they live in. Um, but it's so dilapidated, and so and it's so anti consumerism, right? This no. is just getting by mm-hmm. by the bare minimum. Right? Yeah,
1: they have to literally boil the water and then stream it uh through a strainer for their coffee so gross I know.
0: um so gross but um one of my favorite things about the house is the reader's digests and uh, i am jack's medulla oblongata yeah i am the, jack's the, the, the
1: four the the former owner was a bit of a
0: shut-in and uh, so a lot of fans think that that is the narrator's name they call him jack mm. i don't think that is correct um yeah that would well, be... first off in the book it's joe it's it's but they all have different names it's not just joe eventually he just does the joe thing mm-hmm. but at first it's like you know i am bill's whatever i whatever so i am jill's nipples right shit like that right um but in this one it's just jack pretty much i Besides don't know the jill thing i feel like that would be too easy that it's his name, I yeah. agree.
1: Uh, I feel like David Fincher wouldn't be David Fincher and the author. I think I think that would be too.
0: That's too easy. I agree. I think that's too easy. And
1: I I don't think I don't think we're meant to know his name. Yeah. Truly, uh, much like uh, you know, Tenet. You know, <laughs> we're not really meant to know the protagonist. Yeah, he's just the protagonist. Um, but anyway, and Edward Norton is the narrator. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's the narrator. I don't think we're meant to know his name and. I think it's because you know most people they want their the main character that they love to have a name, you know that way they can yeah, be like yeah I
0: think so that makes a lot that of that way sense. they could be like yeah man I dressed up
1: as Jack from Flight Club you know because what a boring costume I know <laughs> just a suit and tie make your nose look a little broken and there you go yeah um, <laughs> but you know I feel like I feel like some people would be like you're like oh so who are you well, oh I'm the narrator yeah okay. They just don't get it. <laughs>
0: We're leaving this party. Let's go. So, what, so once they decide, or, so Tyler, of course, is the one that brings up, I want you to hit me as hard as you can.
1: Yes, the infamous uh, real punching of Brad Pitt's ear. Yeah. Uh, if anyone didn't know that, Edward Norton really did punch Brad Pitt in the ear because Brad Pitt really told him, like, I really want you to hit me. Like, it wasn't just the line. Brad Pitt was really, like, hit me like do it
0: and so this trajectory to them fighting each other to people watching and then wanting to join in and finding it therapeutic this is sort of in a way a very natural progression of narrative i i buy at this yeah
1: yeah because you know it starts off as a very cathartic thing for the narrator you know, because now that he can't go to his groups, even though he and Marla came up with a good system to share the groups, they did. he
0: finds this more cathartic for him. It's more beneficial for his overall well-being, which, of course, it isn't. But that's
1: yeah. It, it, but in the video, uh, in the video from Aliens Guy, they talk about how this is more primal and more
0: right. And this dives into that sort of what we would now call well, not we people would call toxic masculinity yeah right
1: just fighting each other just for this the hell is of it.
0: the opposite of just crying in each other's arms and pouring out your feelings this is beating the living shit out of each other yes until we feel better right
1: right until <laughs> someone says stop and then we're
0: like you know we good we good okay um so lose bar um He's not saying lose.
1: I thought he was saying lose as an L-O-S-E. Oh, my God. L-O-U apostrophe S.
0: Yeah, Lose Bar. They know they've seen the movie. Lose Bar. I don't know. Have they? <laughs> I don't know. If so, they're listening
1: to us, they haven't seen it.
0: I hope they have <laughs> uh, Anyway.
1: Anyway, so Lose Bar.
0: Yeah, Lose Bar. Uh, I really like this setting. I I really like that it's in the basement, and it's sort of like this shady thing. and uh-huh. It makes it a little more tough, a little more masculine. Even though a fight club is, of course, it, you know pretty high on the masculine scale. Yeah. Putting it in the basement of this dive bar.
1: And as soon as they walk in, the bartender knows, like, oh, out, everyone out, we're closed.
0: Yep. Uh, And I love that actor, by the way. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff, but...
1: He looks um, familiar, but I I, I didn't look him up. That's okay.
0: Actually, you would know him. Uh, He is um, the the Irish assassin with the lucky charms in Austin, it, in Austin powers. Austin powers.
1: <laughs> Me lucky charms. <laughs> oh, or, or the kids trying to get them.
0: <laughs> what? What? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's so, that's so Austin Powers fans would know who he is. But anyway, so, um, uh, and of course, Tom Waits, uh, playing in that, uh, in that tracking shot. God, I love Tom As Waits so much. Everyone knows Jeremy loves Tom Waits. I love Tom Waits so much. So, um uh, Great shot. Great sequence. Yes. And, of course, your one of your favorite scenes ends up being when Lou comes down to confront them about this... About le- this... This, about this hangout. Club. Yeah. Um, and Brad Pitt's sort of uh, he
1: meltdown? Yeah, he, uh, he intentionally lets Lou, the owner of Lou's bar, uh, beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Um, kind of to... Kind of to prove a point to... His, I'm just gonna say it. His cult. They have become a cult. Yeah. Um, to prove a point to them that even though like I'm taking a beating from this guy, I'm not backing down. And uh, he lets Lou break his nose. I really mean, bloody him up.
0: Yeah, and it's so gross when he just and like jumps on him and it's just like and just lets the blood drip and the snot and the spit all over Lou. Now what's really interesting about this this sequence. Uh, when Tyler is getting beat up, you can see Edward Norton react in the background. So oh. when he gets hit in the stomach, uh, the narrator ugh, leans Fuck, leans over. I missed that. And when he gets uh, up, gets an uppercut, he lifts his chin up. Uh, sorry, that probably didn't go well with the microphone, but he lifts his chin up. Um, Fuck. As uh, if now he I'm got, gonna re- now I'm gonna
1: have to rewatch. Of it. course. Uh,
0: so there's, I mean, you're not. It's not meant to be. Plainly obvious of course but he right. is he is moving he is uh mirroring okay uh brad pitt's movements right uh as he's getting hit
1: damn it i know i mean i was gonna rewatch it uh, eventually anyway now i'm gonna really have to rewatch it so I yeah can...
0: oh, oh. Oh, it's absolutely incredible anyway, um, um but yeah
1: i love that because he because lou is going to kick them out of the basement and so he climbs on top of him is just letting all the blood drip on oh, Lou so and Lou's gross. bodyguard is grabbing him by the leg <laughs> while Brad Pitt has his hand wrapped around Lou's tie and is pulling him. And It's just promise me, Lou, promise me you won't take this away. And he's like, OK, I promise because he just wants him off of him. Uh, and I just love it because like the bodyguard is it's like this tug of war trying to get him off of his boss and. It was just funny.
0: Now, here's where the film sort of switches a little, is when Tyler starts handing out... Homework assignments. Right.
1: Which uh, I love that he calls them homework assignments.
0: Homework assignments. Well,
1: and it starts right after that. He's yeah. like, homework assignment. I want you all to go out and fight a stranger, but I want you to lose.
0: And, of course, some of the most comedic parts of the whole film, right, are, are these little... Uh, are these guys trying to pick fights with pick people. Pick fights, right. And one of them... <laughs> One of the most uproarious ones is the guy spraying the priest with the host. You can actually see the camera shake a little bit. Because the camera guy was laughing. Because the camera guy's laughing too hard. Yeah. That's funny.
1: I uh, thought Bob's interactions were the funniest of him trying to chase down people. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Those <laughs> or, are. The guy, like, knock shit out of people's hands and shit. It was hilarious. Yeah. Um, and of course, uh, when this movie was out in theaters, one of the biggest laughs is when, right after that, the narrator walks into his boss's office
1: oh I was like yes yeah he's gonna do it he's gonna fight his boss and what's because throughout the whole movie they Tyler and the narrator have been asking like okay like anyone from history who would you fight yeah Uh, okay yeah I'd fight I'd fight Gandhi Gandhi. which that was like
0: and I love Tyler's like
1: good choice that's a good choice that's a good um, answer <laughs> but i love i love that because the first time he asks him that he's like oh i'd fight my boss yeah which uh his boss i can't think of the actor's name great character actor yeah uh one of the first things i ever saw him in was tommy boy mm-hmm. uh he's the guy who, who's like on the board of directors but yeah as soon as he walks into his um, boss's office i was like yes he's gonna do it
0: and Another brilliant breadcrumb is when the narrator says, I was reminded of my first fight with Tyler. Uh, And, of course, he's beating himself up. Fuck! Didn't pick that up either. (laughs) Son of a bitch! (laughs) Um, And so, uh, again, by doing that, by losing this fight, he gets to work from home. And now this is no longer a barrier. Now we're no longer having to sit through, which makes me, I don't know, it's this... Some of this stuff in film like this, where they have to sort of tiptoe around explaining real life, uh-huh. right? Like, going to work. Like, how do you explain him going to work if he's doing all of this all the time, you know? It, it sort of becomes this sort of hindrance and this sort of, like, to me, it is it is tension, but it's sort of like, ugh, right? Uh, and so I like that they sort of get rid of that.
1: Yeah, right? like, I yeah. no
0: longer have to worry about him having to explain all of his injuries at work, right? Right, uh, because I'm kind of tired of him, you know. People like, oh, there's only so many times, you know, you can sit through. People going like, "What the fuck happened to him?" Right. Yeah.
1: Well, and and of course, I, I just love the la- the before the fight, the final interaction he has with this boss of the whole like first rule of Fight Club is don't talk about Fight Club. Oh, and, and he's like. You know, I would say whoever printed that out was a dangerous person, and he th- threatens his boss yeah. in in the in the third person, and then Marla calls him. I'm sorry, I have to take this. And his boss just kind of quickly walks out of his cubicle.
0: Yeah, one of my fa- one of my favorite lines in the whole movie is, "Is that your blood?" He looks at he goes, "Some of it, yeah."
1: As he's got a cigarette yeah. hanging out of his mouth. So after, some of uh, it. After we've heard him say like, "Oh no, I don't smoke." Yeah. Which I love, like that, but also more clues that
0: Edward Norton did agree to smoke for this, but not for Rounders. He didn't smoke for Rounders, but um, really, he was asked to for Rounders, and he said what, no.
1: What, what, as we learned from the Twelve Mighty Orphans set, do you think this was actual tobacco cigarettes or tea leaves?
0: I don't know, but <laughs> if David Fincher asks you to do something, you're probably going to be like, okay, uh, okay, <laughs> whatever you want man. <laughs> you know, um, and you know it, it tells you just how good this movie is that you know actors are willing to anyway anyway so then these homework assignments become project mayhem eventually but um one of another famous or one of my favorite sequences is uh destroying uh these uh these landmarks Uh and um sort of like i forgot what he actually called it but you know like these The window displays of things and Uh whatever. And I loved, which I don't know if anyone would get this now, but the giant magnets... Oh, oh, they're
1: erasing the videotapes? The VHS tapes, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, Which I love. And um, by the way, if you want to erase a VHS tape, that's how you do it. You run a magnet over it. A very strong magnet.
1: If anyone wants a a good example, uh,
0: Be Kind Rewind with Jack Black and Most Def. Be Kind Rewind. A very... um, Underrated film. I saw it when it came out and I okay. really enjoyed it. 100% agree. And I haven't seen it since then. So.
1: Uh, it's a good movie, but it, it is one of those you, you kind of watch it once and you remember what happens yeah, and right. you enjoy it and you're good.
0: Uh, yeah, the magnet on the, that was, yeah. that was great. But, and I,
1: but I love how they, they really weren't being that subtle about it. Like they were, you know, the guys kind of feeding the extension cord. They're just kind of like.
0: <laughs> but according to, again, that leads to the absurdity of all of this, mm-hmm. right? Um, and of of course the the outrageousness of how much things have escalated.
1: Yeah. Um, Going from just simple, you know, doing that to
0: uh, blowing up a computer window shop. Now, did you catch the baseball bats? Here's what I mean. So when they are hitting the cars with the baseball bats, uh-huh. making the alarms go off, the alarms only go off when Edward Norton hits the.
1: Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch
0: uh, Also the guy on the bus Only apologizes to Edward Norton When he bumps into him
1: See I actually had that That I kind of caught But I just thought he was being a dick to Edward Norton
0: Yeah no he only apologizes to Edward Norton Because
1: Tyler's not there Tyler's not Son there. of a
0: bitch And the, the woman Who is buying the soap Is only talking to Edward Norton no, she's talking to Tyler.
1: Because Edward's kind of just standing there. Oh, just kinda the, like... okay,
0: that's when he was Tyler. Okay, sorry. Anyway, but there's all that stuff in the, uh, in the movie throughout the beach. entire thing. Yeah. Uh, which, could you imagine having to time that correctly with the baseball bats? Yeah. Uh, the alarm going off uh, only when Edward Norton hits it?
1: I know. They're, they. That, I feel like it wouldn't be that hard, but I feel like they had to be like...
0: <laughs> but um, Edward Norton and Brad Pitt both agreed... And bonded on the set of hating the VW Beetle. Uh, oh, the so new that's design. why they're both like, yeah, the new design. They they hated it, and which I agree, it's awful. Looks terrible.
1: Yet somehow they've
0: stuck with it for so long. So long, I know. Go back to the original, uh, the body, man. The, the original uh, VW Bug is badass. I really like the original. Anyway.
1: I, I never told you this. I never told you this. Um, when I was buying my first car, kind of a tangent, when I was buying my first car, uh, my dad misunderstood me how much money I made because it was when I was still working at Simply Mac. And uh, he thought I was making like 35000 a month. That's how much I was making a year. Oh my God. And so he's like, oh, if you're making that, we can get you a brand new car then. And I was, and of course I didn't correct him until later. Mm. Um, but he took me to the VW, and they had, like, a limited edition VW Bug that looked like the one from the 60s. Ooh, and I actually sat in it and really liked it. All the reason I did get it is once because it was a brand new car. Yeah. I couldn't make those payments. No, and sure. two, um, even though it was pretty slick, and it had white wall tires too, man. Oh,
0: that's so uh, cool.
1: It was pretty slick. <laughs> uh, I also know that VW... Any of their cars uh, also need a, a lot of work and maintenance. Yeah. And so I was like...
0: <sighs> yeah, foreign cars, you know, any part's going to be twice as expensive. Yeah, so... But I almost had one. Ah, be I that's was so that cool. close. Ah, that was cool. close.
1: Anyway. Damn uh, That's fucking funny, though, because yeah. that makes more sense why they hit one car, they skip it, then they get to the Beetle, and they're
0: just like, yeah, yeah that's one. Yeah, because they, it's dumb. That's it's, funny. It's, it's a bad car. Uh, okay. <laughs> So this is when the narrator sort of starts to lose control a little bit because then we get the, uh, this might be out of order, but uh, or I'm skipping ahead, but we're getting to the Jared Leto.
1: Oh yeah, Jared Leto's in this movie. Jared Leto's in the movie. Another movie where he bleached his eyebrows.
0: Um, oh wait, no,
1: he shaved them off for suicide. Squeak. Yeah.
0: Uh But yeah, he bleached his Jared eyebrows. Um, and, and the narrator almost kills him. Oh, okay. yes,
1: yes. Well, because oh, well, um, this is... So, um, Tyler has now doing this whole applicant thing. And the narrator like, applicant? What are you talking about? Yeah. And Jared Leto is one of the applicants. And then this is when he finds out about them setting fire to the building.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, with a oh, smiley, smiley face. face. Yep.
1: And then they, they go and they threaten the police commissioner. Mm-hmm. And then when they're leaving, that's when Edward Norton... Because he says, I am Jack's feeling of rejection or something like that. Yeah. And then that's when he almost kills him.
0: Yeah, and so Jared Little has actually been there pretty much the whole time. He's uh, just been in the background of these fights and things like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and this is where he sort of gets in the forefront of the, the story and becomes more important. Especially we- when the narrator almost kills him.
1: Yeah, because the narrator feels like Tyler is almost making him his second-in-command now, yeah. not the narrator anymore. Yeah. And, and I love what he says after he just beats the piss out of him. I wanted to destroy something beautiful. I mean, it's a little too poetic, but... It was it, was, it, it, was it good. It was a, it was it was a good, good one. It was a good Goosebumps walk away.
0: It was, good. It was a good Goosebumps <laughs> walk away. Yeah, you're right. It was a good Goosebumps walk away.
1: But I don't think Tyler Durden had goosebumps. He was probably like... Ugh. Well... Well, it was also... Right. right.
0: So... <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> um, so... Project Mayhem starts to get a little more out of control. Um, and when another great scene, of course this movie's filled with great scenes, yes. is in the car... Um, when uh, the narrator is confronting Tyler about Project Mayhem
1: yeah, and how like why haven't you included me in all this right. and his uh, the cult the, now now officially they're an they're a cult now yeah. is you know, you know first rule of Project Mayhem is don't ask about Project Mayhem <laughs> exactly. in unison
0: uh, so when the movie was screened for critics they they told David Venture uh, they're like, there's a mistake. And he goes, what do you mean? He goes, well, when the car crashes, Edward Norton gets out of the driver's seat. And he goes, it's not a mistake. <laughs> um, so when the car crashes, Anna, I, I'm yeah, trying to... they pull Edward Norton out of the driver's seat, not the passenger seat. Um, because Edward Norton's driving, not Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt is driving when they crash, of course. But Brad Pitt doesn't. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh my God. And so they're like, hey, pause. There's a mistake. He got out of the driver's seat. He goes, keep fucking watching the movie. (laughs) Keep watching. Keep watching the movie. (laughs) You know, um, he throws his popcorn out. I like the idea of them having popcorn, but anyway, um, at <laughs> his own movie. Yeah, they like one of the critics has red vines. Like, we you talking about? Aren't you proud? you So, uh, isn't that super cool that they pull him out? Of the Fuck, dude! Son of a bitch! See now. And of course, the 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 look on the the guy's face in the back seat is sort of telling because he's arguing with nobody, right? edward norton is yeah and so they're like, what the fuck is his problem <laughs> right um which, which happens quite a bit in the movie but you
1: know and you would think that these guys would be wouldn't, used to it wouldn't be following him this deep you know seeing that yeah he, that's a good point seeing that he is more unhinged than <laughs> yeah. they are right which again i really want to talk about uh which w- w- i feel like we're getting to here in a second yeah Uh, But anyway, yeah, fuck, dude, I didn't catch that.
0: And there is a scene where it's when the narrator has lost the most time. He doesn't know what day it is. He doesn't know where he's been. And um, he walks into a room, and he's holding files. He's holding folders. They're Project Mayhem folders, and he doesn't even realize that he's holding them. um, Because he feels that he still hasn't been included in all of this, yet he's holding Ah. Um, Anyway, Um, so let's go ahead and jump into Fight Club and Project Mayhem has hit a nationwide scale.
1: Yes, because uh, Tyler, uh, who has seemingly been missing, uh, uh, has essentially been recruiting nationwide.
0: Yeah, and I love the... The scene with the bartender in the Halo.
1: Yeah, because he he got that badly fucked yeah, up. Goes,
0: is this a test? <laughs> like it's not a test, man. Where's Tyler? He goes. This is a test. <laughs> you Are know? you
1: sure this isn't a test?
0: Of course. Think of the question. It's completely ridiculous on his end, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where we get sort of the first sort of inkling that there is no ty- or there is no narrator, but there or there is no Tyler Durden. Um, because he is Tyler Durden right right and then we meet up with Marla again um, we've sort of yada yada a lot of Marla stuff um, but Marla is sleeping with Tyler that's a great sequence of Tyler going to rescue Marla with no dialogue he doesn't have any yeah and, um, Marla's doing all the talking um, and of course it makes complete sense that she's not even questioning who he is she knows who he is right um mm, fuck motherfucker <laughs> i swear to you i watched the i movie. know you did <laughs> um and of course um we yada yada through the um um uh, the hand uh, soap making scene um, uh, yeah where with the lie yeah where in the book it's it's sort of blatantly obvious. what The shape of it is his lips, so um, the reaction is with the saliva. Did you uh, realize that? See, I,
1: I had a suspicion, because I, I thought it was almost like a tequila shot kind of thing, because you know, he kisses his hand.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was gonna, he's gonna kiss it, because it's gonna hurt it, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. But really, he needs there to be saliva there for a reaction to take place, and that's why it's in the shape of lips which I didn't realize before until I was listening to the book. Uh, so I'm learning new things too, Rain.
1: So that means, okay, so we, we've essentially gotten to the point where the narrator is now realizing that he and
0: Tyler Durden are the same person. Up until he actually flat out says, we're the same person. And uh, Brad Pitt actually chipped his tooth for this. Um, that's his real tooth, and that's well, really he, he chipped. Ch- he chipped it earlier; like yeah. it
1: was chipped earlier. But yeah, I noticed that. I was like, "Is his
0: is his tooth chipped for real?" red Pitt like took a nail clipper to it or something and chipped his tooth. Yeah, God, I know. Uh, but I love how he
1: love how when the when the narrator is is asking Marla, you know, and she pretty much says like, "Okay, Tyler." Yeah. And I love that he just appears and he looks completely different. Yeah, his head shaved and he's got those. Almost, oh,
0: those sunglasses! Kurt Cobain so sunglasses, cool. and he's just like, "I told you not to tell her about me." Yeah, um, and oh, and his tank top is so dope—it's <laughs> the porn tank top, but it's still cool. Anyway, uh, so this is where you know you have to kind of go back. Sorry, I'm scratching my leg; it's so itchy.
1: He was bitten by ants while doing so yard many work, ants. and he. Dude, you gotta. I have oh, cortisone. I have,
0: oh, I've scratched it raw, you guys. I have um, cortisone. Before you leave, use the cortisone. Fine. So um, this is where you kind of have to go back retroactively and decide for yourself, because Tyler didn't show up until Marla was there. She knows him as Tyler Durden. Mm-hmm. She says his name is Tyler Durden. Yeah, because she
1: he she gets cut off right when she asks. Edward Norton, well, what do they call you? And then the bus drives by her and so she gets cut off.
0: Yeah. Which means because his name, the narrator's name is not Tyler dirt Right? Right. This is when, of course, that split personality takes place, right? Right. Um we used to be called multi personality disorder. Yes,
1: yeah, so and now it's a disassociative identity disorder.
0: D I D. So Because I remember when I saw it the first time, I was like, wait, his name was always Tyler? No.
1: No. Uh, no. Well, because you get a little idea that he comes up with names with the groups. Right, yeah, yeah. Corn- yeah. Cornelius. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, which kind of tells me that he still wanted to keep her at arm's length. Yeah. So, he gave her Tyler Durden.
0: And then you think that's, you know, sort of when... Anyway, whatever. Anyway, well, so, okay. So this is
1: what I really wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about, like, really thinking about now knowing that they're the same person, thinking about everything that we've seen happen to Ed mm-hmm. up until this point. And we
0: do get that montage.
1: Yeah. I just want, I just mainly want to talk about, like, the scene in which <laughs> he comes home from work and Tyler and Marla are having sex upstairs, but he's downstairs. Okay because i know because tyler kind of explained it to him like he's like you know when you're me you see yourself watching me yeah and so i, I i'm assuming then that's what it is that he's he's yeah, that almost
0: he almost imagined himself
1: that he's actually down his his uh uh, uh docile self is mm-hmm. downstairs hating listening to that
0: yeah i think that's, that's so I, fucking wild I've thought, of, I've thought of that before too and i think that's that's what i came up with was it's He's imagining himself down there. It's um, so fucking wild. Or it could dude. be one of those things where it's like it's just for the movie. The movie purposes. That
1: during sex, he's not actually thinking about himself. But see, but here's the other thing: Marla interacts with him downstairs. So which means that he would have had to finish having sex with her, put on those specific clothes, and get back downstairs.
0: Well, I mean, I think that perhaps the different clothes thing. Is in his head, maybe. maybe. Um, I don't know because you know he's. Well, I mean, he's he's in these shared spaces with Tyler, and of course they're wearing different clothing, right? So yeah, uh, yeah. So
1: yeah, so he's not actually wearing the clothes that Tyler's wearing. No,
0: I don't think so. They're too cool. It's kind of
1: like, <laughs> it's kind of like. And I don't know if you've seen this movie, uh, "Youth and Revolt" with not. Michael Sarah. Kind of a similar thing. Michael Sarah comes up with a alter ego. Mm-hmm. To, Because he has to do some terrible things to be with, like, the girl he loves. And so he comes up with an alter ego to do the things, but it's actually him doing them. Right. But his alter ego wears different clothes. even has a uh, pencil-thin John Waters mustache. <laughs> John Waters mustache. Um, I think you'd like
0: Youth and Revolt. I doubt it. How come? I don't know. I don't really like Michael Sarah that much. But what? I don't know. But it's got uh, Zach Galifianakis in it. Jesus Christ. For, like, five seconds.
1: So... Let's move on for Michael Cera. But anyway, but no, like, so... But I get what you're saying. Yeah, because... Yeah, so so which probably means he finished up with sex and just put went. his clothes back on, went downstairs... Yeah. And then reverted back into the narrator.
0: Which is why her reactions are so, like, dude, you're a nut job, right? Or, yeah, like,
1: why she goes from zero to ten like that.
0: Exactly, because to her, that's what's happening to her. Is like, he's going from... You know, zero to 10 zero yeah. to t- exactly you yeah. know what i mean it's ridiculous yeah um so the movie ends of course with project mayhem going going through that, they do end up you know setting off the bombs he did not stop it from happening uh he kills tyler in the process
1: yes because uh, everyone knows your imaginary friends live in your cheek that's so right just, so shoot yourself in the cheek shoot, and,
0: yeah and your imaginary shoot friends yourself in the cheek that was hard to say um um but I,
1: I love that even Tyler becomes self-aware at one point when he fires the gun at him. He's like, "You're firing a gun at your imaginary friend near 400 gallons of nitroglycerin." <laughs> I thought that was fucking funny. It is funny. Um, but I and I still love that we have seen the security monitors of Edward Norton still just doing the shit to himself. Yeah. But it also made me kind of think of that the 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 thought. Of Tyler Durden is so strong that, I mean, it's not this, but the thought of that he has become so powerful and so ingrained in the narrator's life that really only narrator sees it, that he's not actually dragging himself across the parking lot, (laughs) but I know that's what's happening. He is dragging himself across the parking lot, throwing himself through the, uh, the parking dude's little booth, Yeah, you know, but yeah, so. Yeah, he doesn't even stop Project me.
0: <laughs> and, you know, the the final line to Marla, the, you met me in a really strange time in my life. Um, meaning, of course, that Tyler hasn't always been there and, you know, this is really all Marla's fault. Uh, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. But, uh, and that, you know, it's sort of a, yeah, it's a bummer ending because all of these, you know, buildings are collapsing. And but,
1: as we learn, there's no one in them. There's no one in them. So um, no but, one got hurt. Well, I mean, the people yeah, I mean,
0: near the buildings hurt. I mean, people got hurt, got hurt but...
1: Yeah, no uh, one probably died.
0: I man, mean, yeah, Bob died. His name is Robert Paulson. But um, <laughs> uh, but I really do like that, you know, it's sort of a bittersweet ending, I guess you could say, because um, I think the narrator's going to be okay, <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, with Marla. But do
1: you think, uh, but see, here's the thing though. You know, he, he tries to turn himself in, and his cult has, which is, which I want to bring up real quick. Sure. Um, I mean, we're done. With not necessarily. Talking
0: about the movie. So, yeah. Well,
1: not necessarily an oops, I forgot. Just more of a, you know, because we were talking about how, you know, Tyler slash the narrator wants everyone to have their own identity. But
0: he forms a cult. Right. It forms a conformist. Type you have to wear black, black right. shirt,
1: black pants, black boots. You got to shave your head. Yep, you don't have names. So he's
0: taking away their identity, right? Their individuality. Uh, that's a great point. Um, it's it's essentially kind of hypocritical, kind of counterintuitive. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I see that. But he doesn't let he doesn't make Jared Leto shave his head though. Well, would you look at that hair? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, come on. Listen, he he knows a good thing when he's got it. And he's like, hey, man, you can keep the hair. You know what? (laughs) Keep that. Uh, He's like, I need it for 30 seconds to Mars, man. Which he just started 30 seconds uh, shortly after the movie came out.
1: That's funny. I've often wondered, because, you know, he was an actor before he became a rock star. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of people think it's the other way around. Which, of
0: course, um, uh, I think Brad Pitt did it on purpose. Looked at him when he said rock star. Um, because he was forming his band at the time, maybe? Maybe. Uh, because he does. He does look at Jared Leto when he says rock star. Uh, when he's like, you, it'll be rock stars, you know, whatever. Yeah, I don't remember the exact lines of dialogue. But,
1: but, uh, but yeah, man. Um, yeah, the movie doesn't really have a catharsis at the end.
0: Not necessarily. Um, it does have a spliced-in wiener. Well, because this end.
1: is a, capital, a capitalist uh, product in and of itself, yeah. so it has to be corrupted. And it's got to have that spliced-in wiener.
0: Uh, as Brad Pitt says, a big old cock. Um, in the, I didn't do it for this time, but I have listened to the commentary before uh-huh. uh, with Edward Norton and Brad Pitt and David Fincher, and... And Edward Norton said, uh, "There's David Fincher giving his uh, cameo as he does in all of his movies." <laughs> Could
1: you imagine oh. that,
0: dude? No wonder why he makes good movies, bro. It was really, it was really fine. Um Okay, review time. Review time. So um, sometimes people just don't get it, you know? Uh, yeah.
1: I was on uh, to to point out that I was on IMDb just curious uh, looked at uh user reviews of Candyman. oh okay nothing but once wow almost all of them saying the same thing about how it was too political mm-hmm. how this and that and i'm like he didn't get it there because a lot of it was pointing to they're only killing white people and i'm like didn't they
0: like killing white people?
1: anyway um, only really only white people buying it that's but true. it's but it's like then you he didn't, didn't get it
0: Well, and also it's not it's a continuation of the original film, which is also the same anyway, it doesn't matter. But yeah, anyway, the point being They don't get it. They don't get it. So Roger Ebert's one of these people. (sighs) Who didn't get it? Now he does he he does um he does mention that yes, he understands The, the satire. Right, and he understands, but he just didn't get it. He's too old, I think, and that's not was too old. Was too old. I I think that this is a a uniquely Gen X movie, um, made by and for Gen X. I think, and millennials, we just get it. You know what I mean? Um, Oh, I was like, don't you mean millennials? I do not. I do not. Because Gen X was before
1: Millennials, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, that's right. Because Gen Z is average. and that's what
0: um, that's what Brad Pitt and Edward Norton are. And so um, I'm pretty sure. Well, that, yeah, they're older than us. Well, yeah, but I don't know if they are the one before. I don't think they are the one before that. So they're Gen X. And so I think that this is a a uniquely Gen X movie, which Roger Ebert not being a part of this. Yeah, Roger Ebert will probably be part uh, be part of the Boomer. Yeah, Baby Boom Boomer. Uh, generation. Boom 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 booms. boom 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 booms. boom 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 booms. boom booms. boom 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 And uh, yeah he's a boom boom. <laughs> and, uh,
1: <laughs> and so he's I probably think. probably rolling in his grave right now. And
0: so I think that you know where he was saying and I, I wrote he enjoyed the first third of this movie right. Okay. The the hmm. what I would say the the fun part of the movie.
1: Pretty much everything leading up to their first probably fight club.
0: Yeah that's exactly when he stopped liking it. Uh, Is what it's is what he said like Um, so
1: like I guess he stopped liking it right when the Fight Club is formed and Tyler's like Yes rules of Fight Club.
0: Yes, that's when he stopped enjoying the movie and Mm, Which is interesting because then he just thought that it was you know, just over-the-top gratuitous violence and you know It basically, you know men being macho men but sort of like fake macho men he calls Tyler a bully Um, and he says that Tyler holds no useful truths and that, you know, he is, he's basically just saying stuff and, you know, and,
1: well, I would agree with that. Well, yeah, mainly because he, he is this well of useless knowledge (laughs) except for how to make soap. Yeah. That's pretty useful. Um, oh, and I should point out. Here's here's an oops I forgot. Okay. Um, I mean we're not even close. To before being done yet. yeah, before we do a before we do a wrap up, I'd rather say it now before I really forget. All right. um, the fat bag scene that was the only scene that grossed me out.
0: Oh, it was gross. Because he tried like, to
1: catch it with his hand. And I was just like, huh. <laughs> but what really got me is when it rips on the barbed wire. I was just like, oh. yeah. like I was like, please hurry. Please. I didn't look away, but I was like, please. Okay, thank God.
0: In the book, it's Marla's mother's fat. Marla's Marla's mother. Um, it's very oddly specific. Well, Marla's mother gets um, liposuction regularly, uh, and gives the fat to Marla. Um, to do what with? To um, if she ever wanted um, like uh, any sort of procedure done that involved fat, uh-huh. she has it right, and they would put it in. The narrator in Tyler's freezer But they would steal it for soap <laughs> <Nah>. Anyway uh, <laughs> So okay So he understands The film doesn't agree with Tyler He gets that mm-hmm. He gets that it's satire And he gets that it's over the top
1: On but, purpose but, Yeah
0: because it has to be Yeah But he just doesn't like it And you know what That's fine He gave it 2 out of 4 So he gave it a 50 um, Yeah So Adam Smith from Empire Empire's a little bit more
1: Lenient
0: Empire's a little more, you know, they're a little more hip, right? Uh, now, both a word, Not word, <laughs> both,
1: Brian, stop trying to be hip.
0: A word, a word. Uh, both uh, Ebert's and uh, Smith's are from '99, so okay. these were when it came out, right? Um, he compared Five Club uh, to Natural Born Gillers, really, Crash, uh, Cronenberg's Crash, not the stupid. Racism is bad, Crash, which, duh, you know? you ever seen Crash? Isn't that the one with Jason Statham?
1: No, I'm thinking of Crank. (laughs) That's (laughs) Crank. Wait, 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 wait. Didn't Guy Ritchie do Crash? Wait, isn't Brad Pitt in Crash? No. What the fuck am I thinking of? I know this name.
0: (laughs) Uh, The Crash that they are referring to is with James Spader and Holly Hunter.
1: I don't know that
0: one. Okay, it's fine. It's. About, I mean, I know James Spader. Well, it's about a uh, a couple that is aroused by car crashes. It's a David Cronenberg. It's very strange. Uh, well, anyway. Yeah, because it's from David Cronenberg. It's Cronenberg, right? And then Reservoir Dogs. They compared to Reservoir oh, Dogs. So. Okay. okay. Um, I like the comparison to Natural Born Killers because Natural Born Killers is a satire.
1: It's a satire on on actually this day and age's culture's obsession with serial killers and making them into celebrities, right? Yeah. Um, Even though they butchered Quentin Tarantino's uh, script. My God. Oh, I will continually (laughs) say that. (laughs) My God. I will will maybe see the movie because I love me some Woody Harrelson. I am a fan of Natural Markov. I I love me some Woody Harrelson and some RDJ.
0: Possible pick for the The season, by the way. (laughs) Okay, so I like that he did that. And Uh uh, I liked that, you know, he was, he's younger, of course, and so he's... He's in on it He's in so on so, the joke Yeah so he gets it Right Right Now here's what's really interesting Is um, Rebecca Renner um, She writes for the Literary Hub But this was in 2019 Oh Okay I do have screenshots of this That I might pull up here in a second But um, She Loves this movie And she understood it From the get go She So is she got
1: it from the
0: second A little older than we are But Younger than both of these guys Right, gotcha. Um, Sort of was aware of it when it came out, but watched it on DVD. Right, Mm -hmm. Um, like we did, (laughs) like we did. And she was completely she was in on the joke as well, Mm -hmm. and she knew that this was anti-capitalist, conformist, anti-toxic masculinity, right, right, and sort of anti-consumerism. But so outlandish and so outrageous that. It's also making fun of Tyler for being this way, mm-hmm. right? That not only is it portraying these ideas, but it's also saying how absurd it is to be too far that way, right? Right, and how insane things can get if you actually gave someone with these ideologies the enough power, room, yeah, enough power to change it, right? Yeah, um, which is nuts. But what what really struck me in this. Review was um, the people who didn't get this movie mm-hmm. were still buying into quote the American dream. In um, this movie, says the American dream is a lie, right? The yeah. American dream is lying to you. There is no such thing, right? Right. Um, now, I don't know how much you want to buy into that. Um, I I like the idea of this movie saying the American dream is a lie. What you have been taught to believe is the American dream is a lie. Um, because of the, you know, the consumerism, capitalism, and like that. Right, 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 right. right. Um, a word. A word? Uh, the... Uh, our generation... Uh-huh. Millennials. Who apparently are ruining this country. Of course. Um has an interesting at least from what i've spoke to other people about uh-huh. and what i've heard other people say um the classic american dream is to be sort of and of course this is like in a nutshell and very you know watered down but it's sort of like being uh, financially independent not having to worry about anything owning a home yeah. having two and a half children two uh, and a half that's the that's the average uh, what the fuck the Are average you? american has Where's two the- and a half children <laughs>
1: Are the half animals? No. Um, Just a
0: literal half. Yeah, when you do the math, it's two and a half. (laughs) The average is two and a half. (laughs) I can't believe you've never heard that before. No. Um, It's like the nuclear family, what you would think. It's uh, two and a half children. Um, So, um, what our generation... What I'm finding in our generation is that we don't give a shit about owning a house. I don't know anybody who cares about owning a house. Now, I might be wrong, but... I don't care if I own a house in my lifetime. I mean... Do you care about owning a house? I'd like to have a house. Okay. I don't want to live in an
1: apartment for the rest yeah, of my life. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, I would like... I mean, I mean, sure, yeah. I'd like to own a house because you know I don't have to pay anyone to live there anymore. That's true. I would just have to pay to keep the lights on.
0: Huh, yeah.
1: You know, because a mortgage is just, it's just essentially a rent... You yeah. know, I'm paying the bank to eventually own the house.
0: There's a T in the word mortgage, you know. That? Um, <laughs> I learned that last year. So, <laughs> but anyway, I Jesus. I think that we also understand Fight Club in a unique way because our version of the American dream is changing as well. True, and it's not the sort of white picket fence nuclear family American dream because right. I think you know. Well, I also opportunities are different now
1: true of course yeah especially now especially 2021 jesus
0: christ if i (laughs) if i hear another kid kid if i hear another like teenager or whatever say that they want to be famous on tiktok i'm gonna blow my brains out
1: yeah or you know what Fuck tiktok
0: i'll blow their brains out and then you know do the time don't, don't get a lawyer. Be don't a get a lawyer.
1: Do the time. Be a man. <laughs> as we're quoting TikToks. Um, I was quoting those to Ashley the other day. I was, so like, I was like, don't go to hospital.
0: Be a man. And she was like, what the fuck did you just say? Deal with it. Be a man. Now, um, now again, that is in and of itself a, a satire on toxic masculinity as well. So it all ties together.
1: Yeah. So, but, so I think the other reason why we as millennials get it is because you know, I don't want to fully attribute to this, but we had the internet, you know, the internet wasn't yep. what it was, get, yeah. what it is today that. or back then I should say, right. you know, cause the internet uh, in the nineties was mainly blogs. Yeah. Barely and, anything, you know, chat room here or there. But now we have access to, you know, history websites and, you know, reviews and, you know, we have access literally to everything.
0: And of course, time helps this as well. So like, I'm thinking about films that, that maybe people don't like right now, what comes to mind and it's going to really, but if he listened to this, (laughs) which he doesn't, uh, like a film that people hate, uh, in my experience is the film mother. Uh, with uh, which I love, by the way.
1: I uh, have never seen it. I've seen scenes.
0: Now, this is just a this is just a hypothesis. This is just an example. Well, I, I know where you're going with it. That in time, people will love it. Maybe. Well, do you think it's because,
1: much like this film, people don't get it?
0: I don't know because well, I think people do get it. I, think I I mean, Darren was. It might have been a bad example. Aaron, well, well, no, I see what you're saying. Because you know, I, I think that because people he, may get it, but they might think it's pretentious, which it is. But I like it. Well, <laughs> so, well, well.
1: I find it interesting you bring up, Aronofsky, because he was a little heavy-handed with the metaphor. Yeah, that, Jennifer yeah. Lawrence is Mother Earth. Yeah, Javier Bardem is God. I mean. <laughs> I mean, it, God probably doesn't look like that. It's I mean, like, obvious, like, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> um, but I think the reason why people hate it is, of course, the baby scene, which is meant to symbolize the Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ and the killing right. of pretty much religion. Um, yeah. And, and and I get yeah. it. I mean, that's not the reason why I don't want to see it. Yeah.
0: I just don't want to see it because it, I'm not interested in it. Well, it was potentially a pick for me at this season, but I mean, uh, it's not, it's
1: not. I'll tell you. It's on your don'ts. It's not on the don'ts. Yes, but I just I. Yo, it's I, wild. <laughs> I well, and I've seen the scene where they beat the shit out of her. Oh yeah, at uh, the end, yeah. Very real. Very.
0: Um. Uh, anyway, um, I'm looking at your shelf right now. Maybe there's another example, <laughs> because like, well, I'm. I'm trying to think of something that's like recently, um, sort of been, uh.
1: That's that's
0: recently been uh, revisited and beloved where it wasn't before, and I'm trying to think of an example um, of that because this film is obviously that as well. Yeah, yeah. um, Because you always hear like in retrospect, like no one went to go see Shawshank, and then when it yeah, and then when it came out on on home video and uh, DVD, the the popularity rose exponentially. Right. And so it's one of those things where, I mean, and of course, we're too young to remember that.
1: Right. I'm trying to think because now you got me thinking too. I'm trying to think, and I'm not trying to think of ones that have reached cult status. That's a little different because that is different. You know, like our hundredth episode is a cult film, technically. It really is because literally,
0: there's a religion.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, dudeism <laughs> is a real thing. Um, I, yeah, I mean, but that is interesting. I, like I said, that that is interesting that you bring up Mother because because I could see why people maybe didn't get it. Same as this film. Um, of course, Fincher is way more heavy-handed about the anti-consumerism, anti-capitalism, yeah. especially with like
0: but the so logos. Is, so was CP. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, and of course, and like I just said, Aronofsky is very heavy-handed with the metaphor of mm-hmm. mother. But you know, the film—you know, showing all the logos of everything, like oh, the Starbucks cup and White Castle, and and you know, yeah, the other Apple, Apple. You know, I like, but like I said, I could see why people don't get it. Yeah, um, or
0: I think maybe it it was misunderstood as um, pro. Toxic masculinity, pro-anti-consumerism, mm-hmm. pro-anarchy, right, 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 pro right, 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 right. and, you know... Yeah, uh,
1: especially right. in 99, you know, yeah. people legitimately thought the world was going to end in oh 2000. My God. Uh,
0: I was reading something about, it was either Fincher or Brad Pitt, I mean, couldn't believe when people were like, man, I love Tyler Durden, bro. And they're like, you do? You, what? <laughs> like, what? Have you watched the movie? Yeah. And it's like, they did, but they completely misunderstood the point.
1: Yeah. You know? Uh, I mean, because I'm sure, you know, Brad Pitt loved playing the character, but I well, of course. I, I bet he even knew, like, yeah, you don't want to be...
0: You don't, you're not supposed to like Tyler Durden. You're
1: not supposed to like me. <laughs> I mean, and I think, the re- I think the reason why that is, is not also, only, not only to attribute to Brad Pitt's acting of it, but... You know, Tyler Durden is very charismatic. Right. He's very believable,
0: and I think that you know in the first third, the the part that Gilbert he's very likes, he is cool, and you do want to be kind of like him. But yeah,
1: you know, he's 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 broing out with Edward Norton at the bar,
0: and but, but of course once you pass a certain threshold, you're like ah, I don't want to be like Tyler anymore.
1: Yeah, especially as Project Mayhem starts to really ramp up, and he's
0: I would say it's similar to. Um, as you would say, shout out to our uh, Scorsese series. Hell yeah. It's it's like being in the mob. It's fun till it isn't.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%, just like Goodfellas. Yeah. Uh, which, sorry, I watched the Kevin James sound guy oh. video of him and Goodfellas. I was fucking dying of laughter. <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, shout out to Kevin James for starting a YouTube channel during all of this, <laughs> his videos are fucking hilarious. Yeah, those,
0: you know I wasn't a huge fan of him, but I do love his videos. I think his. Have you are
1: seen really the fun. one where he plays baseball by himself? No. So he hits the ball and then he chases after it, but he hits it like three miles away and manages to catch it. But it's actually like in his head. He actually misses the ball and the bat swings around and hits him in the back of the head. <laughs> it's fucking funny. But anyway, was funny. but yeah, yeah, it's it's fun to it distance
0: it's fun to let it um, isn't. Yeah uh, Rain Are Jeremy? you ready to wrap up, wrap, wrap, wrap up I am ready to wrap up I fucking loved it dude Yeah man I'm really glad you loved it um, uh,
1: I am probably when you leave here uh, I
0: might rewatch <laughs> watch it again Brett. I do have one oops I forgot and Oopsies it's, And it is um, Yes I saw this movie years and years ago um, Millions of years ago. By now, it's about fifteen years ago. God damn! When I saw it the first time, you were thirteen. Yeah, probably. Jesus. Probably thirteen, He's fourteen. He's old. 13, 14 Yeah. We're um, both. Old. We're both twenty-eight. That's not old. And so, according to Alba, it is. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, I remember I, so I saw it then. Okay. okay but, a few years before that, I had asked Dad. I go, "Hey, Dad, have you ever seen the movie Fight <laughs> Club?" Well, I
1: guess your dad was like. Why? I think
0: I, I think I might want to watch Fight Club. And he goes, "Have you ever seen it?" And he goes, "Oh, you mean where and Renard and Brad Pitt are the same character?" And you're like, "Oh, thanks, Dad." <laughs> That's how he described it to me. And unfortunately, because I knew I shouldn't know that, it's all I remember. And so I've never seen this movie not knowing the twist. I mean, similar to you. Um, yeah. Well, and because it's it's very now it's sort of ingrained in pop culture now that. You know, they are the same person. Um, I really like a lot of the fan artwork. There's some where they're like uh, on a playing card, and of course, he's on top, or like Edward Norton's on the top, and Brad Pitt's on the bottom. You know, like a Jack or like a King would be. Yeah. I really like stuff like that. So, like, uh, it's sort of hard if you type in Fight Club. You, not to. Yeah. You're going to get it spoiled. Well, for.
1: and you know, and, and like I mentioned with Youth and Revolt, there have been several movies past this of. Two different actors playing the same character, you know, because one is in the other one's head.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, it's really hard to pull this off now um, because this one, I think it's because it wasn't the original intention is why it's so good. Yeah. Because you don't see it coming because it wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, because, you know, like in Youth and Revolt, it is Michael
1: Cera playing both characters. Right. You just have to remember, like, oh, I think, I think his alter ego is called like Francis or something like that. You just have to remember that Francis really isn't there; that it is Michael Sarah's character Mm -hmm. doing all of this stuff.
0: I'm trying to think of other examples, but I also don't want to ruin it for anybody. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, true.
1: Like, in case they haven't seen a movie, right? And it's like,
0: like I don't want to even mention the title because that, even just mentioning the title, would give it away, right? Um, But I have seen a few where. You see the tropes. Mm-hmm. You see the ignoring of one person and not the other. Right? You, you see, like, the. Where it's like, I don't know if that person's. There. Oh,
1: like, um, do you want me to say it? Because I just recently learned about it. Even though it's on my shelf, I'm never going to watch it. Go ahead. Good night, mommy.
0: I, that was the number one thing that popped in my head. And I'm I never going to watch it. I'm never so going to watch it. Because I, I know how it ends. I figured it out in the first minutes five minutes that that one of the brothers isn't is actually there. there and so um so it's hard to pull off now is it still good yes is the is that the only thing going for the film no there's still a lot that still goes in to the plot and mm-hmm. that still is worth watching that is not the thing that holds it together right right but it would have been cool <laughs> if i hadn't have figured it out right yeah um, I think that it's,
1: it's like the whole, you know, someone telling you that Darth Vader's Luke's father and you're like, oh, ugh. like, oh, great. Well now I don't, okay. Oh, <laughs> whole whole i over now.
0: Okay. I yeah. don't have to watch it. <laughs> but see, no, because
1: that one thing and you know, and it is interesting that people have always gravitated towards that. They're the same person. Yeah. Cause you know, people could talk about like, Oh,
0: the movie where they make soap out of fat. Like oh is that what they do? My dad, uh, my dad and I call it Greg Kinnearing, <laughs> where we will. It's very similar to what you're talking about. Where instead of saying like oh you mean that Brad Pitt movie, we would say hey man I just watched that Meatloaf movie. Um, you go and we'll be like oh Fight Club. We go, yeah Fight Club that Meatloaf movie fi Club. Where we pick a character that's barely in it. or pick an actor. Oh it's because it.
1: Greg Kinnear's barely in anything he well, does. No
0: we it originated from You've Got Mail. And, oh, that's because Greg Kinnear's so in you go and, um, Wait, don't you mean Sleepless in Seattle? And so, we, and so we would be like Oh, Dad, I'm watching that Greg Kinnear movie He goes, oh, I love You've Got you know, or something like And so now we do it with I know, and he's, he's not even on his boat, Neptune's folly And so now we, uh, we call it Greg Kinnearing that's And so funny. that's cool that you'd be like You know that movie where they make you f- <laughs> That's a good Greg Kinnear <laughs> I actually love Greg Kinnear I do too I think it's fantastic Now, we wouldn't use it for autofocus we would go. Um, I would say, "Hey, I'm watching that Willem Dafoe movie." Jesus Christ! Oh, you mean autofocus?
1: <laughs> so you could, but here's the thing, and I promise we'll end the episode. Uh, you couldn't use that with with Lord of the Rings. No. Because everyone has enough screen time. Yeah,
0: on. it's it's pretty equal. It's pretty equal.
1: Unless you want to say, "Hey, that you know,
0: I'm watching that Sean Bean movie." Oh, you mean Lord of the Rings? Oh my god! Oh, say I was gonna go Hugo Weaving. Um, that's uh, fine. But he's but he's in all. Th- well, no,
1: he's not. No, yeah, he is. He's in all three. He's gotta be in all three, right?
0: Any Uh Any who's.
1: Yeah, man, loved it. Um, yep. like I said, I I think right when you leave, I'm probably gonna pop it in and rewatch it. Nice. Um, yeah, man, super dug it. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily a strange film. I guess the only strange thing about it is,
0: you know, I I picked it. Strange, yes, not really, but...
1: You use my loose, strange... Sort of. So I, I it. picked
0: it, of course, for the for the twist, but also for, you know, like, the, the blinking him in. Yeah. Uh, I really like that. There's a scene where Tyler's talking straight to camera and the film bleeds oh, into the frame. I love that. Right? And love so, that. like, Fincher does some really cool things there.
1: Dude, because Fincher's the fucking man, dude. That's true. He is. We're, we may have to do a move just like... Kaufman, we're gonna have to do at least one of his movies every season. I can do that. Um, that is not a big deal. I mean, I have the game. I've been re- wanting to oh, watch that. That's so
0: fucking good. I um, I also bought Mank on oh, that. Gotta, yeah, I gotta, I gotta you watch that. Have to. You have to get it on the bootleg. It's so good. Don't buy bootlegs. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't buy bootlegs. <laughs> so anyway, Rain, it will probably not be next week, but no. So this uh, is a big announcement, as we mentioned.
1: Uh after this episode it will be our 100th episode uh, it is so wild to think about that we have done a hundred episodes yeah. um, and that includes bonus mm-hmm. episodes bonus episodes count um, so as we mentioned uh, Jeremy and I are trying to get everything prepared because as we let you know back in season five our 100th episode is going to be The Big Lebowski. The Lebowski. Which Lebowski. is, of course, one of my
0: all-time favorite movies. I watched a video yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haley and I have been re-watching a lot of Masters, and so I, one of my favorite people is Oliver Peck, of course. Yeah. Uh, whom I met. Um, I might give you that picture. She's not there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whom I met. Um... And they were asking him, This was like a year or so ago maybe, they were asking him, like, what your, what's your favorite stuff? Mm-hmm. And he was, they go, what's your favorite movie? He goes, oh, no question, The Big Lebowski.
1: Yeah, The and Big Lebowski <laughs> is awesome. Um, the fact that the Coen brothers followed Fargo up with this movie is, and we'll get into it when we actually do the episode, but it's why this movie is such a cold classic, because Fargo was such an amazing film. And they're like, you know, we're going to do something little... Light-hearted. A little different. A little different. And, of course, people expected
0: Fargo again. Even though I think Fargo is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, as mentioned in, inside Lewin Davis, all of the Coen Brothers movies are fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, now, unfortunately, that may not come out next week. No. Um, Jeremy and I are trying to get everything, because we really want this episode to be very My special. My sweater
0: isn't in yet. Mine says it'll be
1: here by September 15th. I don't believe that shit. I
0: don't believe it either, man. I told
1: my mom that me and you just may have to suck it up and wear those sweaters. Um, I'll probably return it after we wear them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But we, like I said, we want this to be very special. We're going to have testimonials, mainly just some intercuts of people.
0: um, I haven't asked anybody to do that. I well, I've asked. Oh, I did. I I I asked asked Zach and Kale. I asked Kale, and he said he was too busy. He said he was going to send us one that says, "I'm too busy." (laughs) Just and it just uh, just it has to be him on the phone though. Yeah, I'm too busy. He goes, "I'm too busy to be on your podcast." Uh,
1: But anyway, so you may see a bit of a delay. Doesn't mean that we we may what we may do just to get everything prepared. We may. Get some future episodes ready. Oh yeah, we'll probably get Um But just to let you guys know, uh, if there is a big gap between this episode and the hundredth episode, doesn't mean we're stopping. Just means we haven't we forgot about you. We just, I, I never, I never would. Hey, hey don't don't do that. Hey, don't do that. You I'm can like, cry now.
0: I'm not gonna forget about you. <laughs> That's pretty good.
1: Academy Give this man an Oscar <laughs> I Like the mask Where he's <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite parts Of the whole movie really? Because <laughs> Because uh Because Damien uh, Dorian And his henchmen Are both like Because like The <laughs> hand comes out of nowhere And then It has a crowd of people And he's just like Like slicking his hair back Like oh.
0: That's it, so it's funny
1: fucking hilarious I love the mask I need to watch that movie again It's on Hulu
0: Well I have the blur.
1: Anyway, anyway. Uh, but anyway, yes. So uh, if there's a big gap, that's why. But we will have it, and it will be very probably reminiscent of season one. Probably, probably pretty long episode.
0: Probably a long episode. Like uh, this was a pretty long episode. I mean, an hour and thirty minutes. That's not too. Oh, uh, that's not too bad.
1: Um, but anyway, we uh, we hope you guys enjoyed Fight Club, Fight Club. and uh, we will see you hopefully next week for our hundredth episode, The Big Lebowski.
0: Stop.